is tuning into this podcast. My name is Helen Roberts, and in just a moment, I'm going to be joined by Matt Penny of the One YMCA. And we are here talking about our Wellspring partners. So welcome to our partnership podcast. So Matt Penny, welcome to you. Thank you, Helen. It's great to be with you. Well, I'm really pleased you are because it would be very boring to be just chatting to myself as often as I do that, it might be added. Um, So, Matt, you are lead chaplain at the One YMCA. The One YMCA is one of our Wellspring local partners. And we want to help our Wellspring family to get to know the One YMCA a little bit better. We obviously have some Wellspringers who are on the staff team at the One YMCA. Um, and gosh, even our very own Tim Roberts has a role as, oh, what is it? I think it's head of Christian Mission. Yes, he's my, he's my boss. <laughs> I behave myself. I could immediately turn this into a review, but we won't do that um, because, well, I, he's he's loving it. And I know he's, he's thrilled that who he gets to work with and on his team, um, you and Chris included. Um, so listen, as a as a firm friend of, of Wellspring Church and on behalf of One YMCA, tell us a little bit about the heartbeat that inspires the One YMCA to be who you are and to do what you do. Thanks, Helen. Yeah, I think... Uh, for many of us, it goes back to um, why YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association, was founded in the first place. And YMCA is, is one of those wonderful organizations that's um, inspired by the Holy Spirit at its very foundation. Um, Sir George Williams, who was the originator of YMCA uh, over 175 years ago, was a man whose life himself was transformed by Jesus. And um, in, in his own working life, uh, he was in Victorian London uh, during the time of the Industrial Revolution, um, working as an apprentice in the cloth trade, saw the long hours and the rough conditions that people worked in for himself, and seeing the hopelessness and despair uh, that they were experiencing and inspired by the Holy Spirit, he started to pray for and share the good news with the young men around him, um, starting prayer meetings and Bible studies, all really with the aim of uh, bringing them to fullness of life in mind body and spirit, seeing that it was through Jesus and uh, Jesus' promise to bring life in its fullness that that change and that hopelessness could be ended. Um, And really the Holy Spirit made it from a few years, you know, within a few years from 1844 into a national movement from London uh, and then an international movement, you know, within 11 years. uh, And it's still changing lives today. 60 million people around the world involved in YMCA. 110 YMCA's in England and Wales uh, today. So it's it's quite an incredible uh, movement of God to be part of. Um, and, and that goes from internationally right down to the local level. We work with 135,000 people a year across hearts, beds and bucks. We talk about helping people belong, contribute and thrive in their communities. And that sense of being, yeah, we might have services that work with uh, very small children right through to, you know, increasing the physical well-being through our health clubs of older people. But actually, it, it's um, it's with that sense of seeing that thriving and that flourishing, that uh, promise of, of Jesus that he's come, that we might have life and have it in all its abundance. It's just fantastic, Matt. And I think one of the things that really resonates with us as Wellspring Church is kind of one of our essentials is, is all about spirit-filled living and recognising our need for the Holy Spirit to move in us and through us and to enable life to the full. How much freedom 
is there for you? Because obviously the services that you provide are vast and varied. And like you said, from, from children to older people, you're looking at physical well-being as well as mental and spiritual. So how much freedom is there for you within your role within chaplaincy, for example, to, to be able to share your faith in all and any context? Are there any limits on you? Are you under the pressure of what some people would call political correctness and they're uncomfortable with it? But basically just being polite, you know, what restrictions do you feel? Are there any? I wouldn't say that there are any. I think it's I think the Holy Spirit leads you to to love your neighbor. I mean, that's, you know, that's really what we're called to as Christians, isn't it? To love God and by loving God, then we are enabled to love our neighbor. And I think there aren't any restrictions within YMCA. And it, that doesn't just apply to me as chaplain, you know, my job is you know my role is is for spiritual encouragement but if you were a housing support worker if you're a youth worker YMCA isn't going to tell you that you're not allowed to to share your faith I think that what the encouragement is always to share it in a way that is meaningful that speaks to the other person's life and context um and that you know shares from what you have experienced of God if that makes sense rather than saying well I think you should do this or I think you should do that um and even when people come to to chaplains for advice, um, it's always, in a way, you're trying, always trying to think, how how can I listen carefully to what God is saying in this person's life and help them understand it for themselves? Because most of the time, when people come with questions, they already they already in a way know the answer, and they're either looking for affirmation or they're looking. Uh, just to be heard and to work it out for themselves. So, in terms of sharing faith, I would say it's you know there aren't any limits, but one is always mindful of how how you share and the impact that you want to have on that other person's life um, and their journey with God. Fantastic. Again, again, it, this is why this is why we partner with you, of course, because you know the language of our heartbeats is so similar. We might phrase it in slightly different wording, but but effectively, what we are talking about a lot, and again, some of our essential matters within Wellspring Church is authentic relationships, and that to me is how you're articulating how you're sharing your faith within authentic relationships, because you are listening to the person and you are working towards how you know they can engage in the relationship with you as opposed to telling them, you know, and dictating to them. But but this sort of this journey of getting to know somebody authentically, I think I think it's brilliant. In terms of your partnership with churches across the whole of the One YMCA, obviously you, you've got a diverse um, workforce, but within the chaplaincy, I know that over the years, there's been lots of different people I personally have known who have volunteered um, into the One YMCA. So tell me a little bit about what a day in the life of a volunteer within the chaplaincy team of the One YMCA is. Like, what does it look like when they're with you? Don't tell me about their life when they're not with you, because we've been just making that up. But the bit, you know, when they're actually with you and the One YMCA, what, how do volunteers get to be part of this? And also, what does it look like for you on your part for partnership with churches? One of the things uh, our volunteers get involved in from the chaplaincy team is the Journey to a Fuller Life course. It's a small group course. Uh, there's usually sort of eight to ten uh, people experiencing homelessness alongside facilitators. We don't call them group leaders. The idea is that they're journeying together and answering life's big questions. Who am I? What is truth? What is my purpose? And it's a really powerful course. The volunteer chaplains themselves tell me that they learn so much about their own relationship with God and themselves as they journey with others and encounter Christ through the residents, as do the residents from them. Uh, 
Um, and in exploring those bigger questions, they bond together as a group. Um, they they do hear from the Holy Spirit um, uh, directly at times um, in all sorts of amazing ways. And to take the, them away on retreat, and we usually gather people from different hostels across Hertfordshire to do that, is a really powerful experience. And I know Jenny, who's one of our volunteer facilitators, volunteer chaplain, is uh, is writing a blog about her experiences with Journey to a Fuller Life. So look out for that, please. But it, it's, you know, what's in a typical day for a volunteer chaplain? Sometimes they say that they come in and there are very few people to speak to, but actually they get longer and deeper conversations with those people. Other times they're rushed off their feet, serving tea and coffee and being available to lots of people. But all of that is really important. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about being able to speak into people's lives is that you're there in that place, you're committed, people know you, you don't change, you remain the same. Um, in your character and in just in your presence, when for lots of people, so much of that changes. So many services change all the time and they're supported by different people, not necessarily at YMCA, but out in the wider community as well. So to have the, similar, the same people present in their lives who, who are just there to journey with them as things improve for them um, and on their darkest days as well is, is something really special. So um, yeah, it's it's just an amazing privilege to to walk with this great bunch of people who give their time um, and their gifts uh, from God and share them with us. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure the consistency of caring and the, the kind of the power of just turning up is really important for people who, as you say, could be passed from service provider to service provider in the wider society. So to be to be connected with genuine, authentic relationships on an ongoing basis, I can understand how that's really, really powerful. I wonder if you can share, no, I don't know if you can, tell me if you can't, but um, without divulging somebody's privacy, because mm -hmm. obviously... Um, I wouldn't ask you to do that. But could you share a story of a life transformed or in the process of transformation? I don't mean to go from, from something to perfection because none of us arrived there, but, but a transformational story of how, for example, in the Fuller Life course, what does it mean for someone to have seen a transformational encounter with Jesus in that context? Where, where have you seen lives turned around? Could you be able to give an example without betraying someone's confidence? Absolutely. I, there, there are a there are a number um, of different stories that I could tell you, um, and you can find more of those um, uh, on our website in our annual uh, impact review uh, as well. There's stories um, uh, from our accommodation colleagues um, who share actually some of some of these um, some of these amazing transformational uh, stories and happenings. Certainly, journey to a fuller life. People's lives are transformed from something seemingly as simple as growing in confidence you know there was a young there was a young guy who who when i encountered him on retreat and i'd never met him before but he journeyed with uh, with his group for 6 to 8 weeks before that and he was chatty and gregarious and outgoing and i said to um, his facilitators, you know, that this is great. He's doing so well. And they said, yeah, but when he first came, he didn't say anything and he had his hood down um, and he wouldn't look anybody in the eye um, and he didn't feel that life was worth living. Um, so there's things like that that are, are really transformational um, and, and just give people that ability when they move on from YMCA, which, which often they do shortly afterwards because they've grown so much in confidence. There are people who did the course first time round, did it for three weeks or so, it was too much for them. They weren't ready for change. Um, were experiencing self-harm, self-injury. And actually, you know, six to nine months later when the course was run again, 
wanted another opportunity to come on it and really faced up to some of the things that were causing them distress and and her alongside of course therapeutic interventions and psychological support outside of the course um, from professionals but journeying together with a group of people that valued them and didn't think they were strange and wanted the best for them uh, was truly transformational and they then went on with another local church partner to continue to attend bible study and to go and to continue going along to church activities and actually then had a church family for the future one of the most significant uh, changes that I've seen was a was a young chap who had a background of crime um, uh, and um, drug taking, and really what he discovered through doing the course and being supported was that a lot of that stemmed from unforgiveness. A lot of that stemmed from believing that he was worthless and people telling him he was so, and actually not letting go uh, or understanding he could let go actually of some of the forgiveness that he had. Uh, unforgiveness that he had for his family and one of the most powerful things was uh, we we do an evening session uh, which one of our volunteer chaplains calls the sledgehammer session where we get people to really face up to where God might be working in their lives the, the challenging things that they're facing um, and after that he he took some letters that he'd written um, as part of those evenings activities and burned them uh, on the bonfire in the beach uh, on the beach as part of his way of saying I, I release these to God um, wow. you know and people have ups and downs when they come back from the course I'm not going to pretend and say oh yes they come back to the hostel and life's all wonderful and off they go into the sunset um, it's not like that because people return to the context and the friendships that they have before but so often even when it feels like it goes wrong for them when they come back 12 months 24 months later you hear these incredible stories of how God is still at work in their lives how they're holding their hand out to Jesus and saying, please don't let me go. Jesus doesn't let them go. Mm -hmm. And we're just one part of people's stories at One YMCA. Um, and it's just always an incredible blessing that we hear how well they're doing once they once they leave us and we don't see them and we're caring for the next group of people who who are part of our service. Yeah, goodness. Because, of course, everyone, you know, hopefully does move on into um, a more open future for themselves, isn't it? I, I love the way that you managed to say about a sledgehammer session and make it sound so gentle and so <laughs> <laughs> it made me wonder that um for the chaplains and for yourself even again without wanting to betray confidence or put you in a position where you feel uncomfortable to share your own stories but but in my experience of being in in working contexts where we are seeking to serve for transformation we have our own sledgehammer moments, just being part of the mission of it. I wonder um, what Jesus has done personally in you um, or some of your team members where you've had your own sledgehammer moments, not as, you know, what you're doing unto your service, you know, users, but but yourself just being part of what God is doing there. Have you had those sledgehammer moments yourself? Yeah, I, there definitely have been sledgehammer moments for me, and I know I've seen them for for um, other chaplains, um, I, I've been doing it long enough that you get to a point where you think you know what you're doing. And actually, you, once you realize that that's what you're thinking, that's the moment to go back to God and say, okay, what would you have me do? How how would you want to challenge me? Am I becoming stale? Am I becoming all-knowing? And that's your role, Lord. Um, and, and God takes those times and really just shows you what's going on. And how he wants you to be takes you to that next level of glory, as Paul talks about. Um, I think as well from leading volunteers 
I would say that many of them come with one or, or one or two ideas about what helping people in that way looks like, and they are blown away by God's grace, but also by how the simplest of actions has the greatest impact uh, on them as well as on the people they encounter, how others open up to them and share their deepest worries and concerns in a way that perhaps they, they wouldn't with other people. Um, and that's a great privilege to to do that. You hear some of the saddest stories and some of the most joyful stories, and and that has a real impact on you. And then to reflect that actually that person you've spoken to is made in the image of God, and that somehow you've encountered Christ through them is is um is a really deep and powerful experience and changes absolutely. you. It can't yeah, help no, but change. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yes. No, I fully get that, and and I love yeah, and appreciated the way you express that. Um, thinking of our listeners today who are you know part of the Wellspring Church family and who are seeking to be part, therefore, of the active partnerships that we have um, with our local partners. How might um, all of us, whether we, you know, depending on our our time availability, uh, so many restrictions that different people have, but how might Wellspringers consider actively partnering with you as one one say, what would it be for the church to... um, continue to grow our partnership what does that look like for the one ymca to have partnerships with churches i i know that you know prayer is always so important i understand that um but what could we be praying for specifically so that we're actively partnering with you sure i mean at ymca we talk about give act and pray as three ways to respond to all the work that we do and and whether that's more globally for us um or very specifically and and locally I think church partnerships are a wonderful thing. Um, and then we recognize that, that the wonderful thing about partnership is because we all bring in our gifts together. And sometimes at YMCA, we're better with the mind and body support, whether that's with youth activities or hostels, than we are at the spirit. And at times, perhaps that the church, the local church partners are looking for some support with youth work or, or whatever it is. Um, that we can do and that's the great thing about partnership isn't it you fill in the god god enables the gaps to be to be filled for us certainly um uh praying for us there's there's kind of three strands you you mentioned earlier tim uh is our head of christian mission um and that's uh something that's really new to us um as an idea and as a way of working um and there's really kind of three strands to our Christian mission work, which we would love prayer for. Um, the first is our vision and values. So to help YMCA and, and all YMCAs, and my experience is that all YMCAs around the world ask these questions. What does it mean to follow Christ? What does it really mean to be a Christian organization? And for us at One YMCA, we're trying to understand how we live out a Christ-centered culture in all aspects of our work and our relationships, um, whether that's with the people we serve, with each other, with our community partners, uh, whoever. So really praying that we understand what God is leading us to and how we do that well. For the chaplaincy, you know, which is a, which is the kind of practical care strand of the Christian mission team, you know, praying for our journey to a fuller life course, for that life-transforming spiritual and pastoral care that happens day in, day out through our volunteer chaplains um, and the various projects that they, they feel God is calling them to fulfill. Um, you know, strength and confidence for them, uh, resourcing in time and finances, um, 
and also just that they are in the right place at the right time to invite people along to what they're doing and to share good news uh, with them. And really always praying for for more workers to the harvest field um, for us at YMCA is, is really, really um, key and important. God sends us the most incredible people. And that might be you. Maybe that's you as you're listening to this. You're feeling perhaps actually maybe God is asking me to step out in mission. And we would really encourage you to do that, whichever organization you want to try. And we would always want to hear from you as well. And the other strand of our work as Christian Mission is Connect. And this is a new thing. And Chris Moffat uh, is uh, heading this up. And it's really about equipping YMCA staff and volunteers to build deeper relationships with each other. Uh, We talk about authentic human connection um, and deeper relationships, as I say, with each other and the people they serve, um, helping greater and deeper transformation. Um, And if we can do that with our colleagues, that means that whatever course they run, whether it's about supporting um, people who've experienced domestic abuse or are on a path of recovery from whatever addiction that is, or are attending CV writing job club workshops, they're all going to have a deeper encounter, we pray and hope, with God. But if they can do that with other people and do that uh, in a way that enables them to flourish in mind, body and spirit, then that's just a an amazing gift of grace to be able to do. So they're the kind of three strands of our work, the connection, um, the care through chaplaincy and the vision and values that we would really appreciate our prayer for. We always uh, need uh, finances to support that work, of course, um, and the ACT part, again, as I said, um, to give time if you have time um, to to be with people and to serve people in whatever way uh, God has gifted you to do, whether that's with our youth team, whether that's with the chaplaincy team, whether it's with our accommodation service, in whichever way you, you would be, be bringing Christ to people and that's just a beautiful thing fantastic it really is a beautiful thing it really is so if people were going to be um volunteering or getting to talk with you or even chris chris is obviously a wellspring i say obviously not everyone will know chris but chris moffat is a wellspringer um and there's also tim roberts who is well as you said earlier your boss um so there are people who we've got access to you know you know with with skin on that we could talk to but if if people didn't want to talk in person they wanted to get in touch with you what's the best way to get in touch to sign up and volunteer obviously the one ymca has a website there's lots of we information do. there but what's the, what's the best way go to the website or is there a, some other portal of access like the uh-huh. doors of narnia <laughs> yes uh, hopefully you don't have to push through too many coats to get access to us um I would say the website is a good place to start. You can find some of the videos about the work we do. There's a brilliant video with Wendy sharing her story um, about going on um, taking part in the retreat course. Um, you can understand a bit more, as I said, from Jenny's blog, um, which uh, which will be available as part of you know all the partnership stuff that's happening in this week. Um, I would say, you know, feel free to have a chat with Tim. Feel free to have a chat with Chris about it. They'd be delighted. They will probably pass you on to me. Um, and you can sign up and register your interest on our website and they will get through to me. But you can just ask them for my email address. Um, in fact, I'll give it to you now if you like. Matt. Go on then. Matt.penny. That's M-A-T-T dot P-E-N-N-Y at O-N-E-Y-M-C-A.org. Um, so feel free to email me and just get in touch. I, I, we're always really interested in hearing to hear from people, um, even if you're just exploring and you'd like us to, to pray with you about that, um, or whether you just want to come and find out a bit more about what we do and see if it's actually 
for you? Because how do we know what God is calling us to if we don't have to first turn down a few things or explore a few things to see if it's yeah. the right thing for us? So it's not wasted time at all, as far as I'm concerned, to uh, to give that gift to God's kingdom. Brilliant. Well, look, I, I, I think that's fantastic. So unless there's anything that um, I haven't have asked you and I should have asked you, you know, that you think we should say, I, I think we're coming into land. But let me just say a couple of things before everyone presses stop on their podcast. Of course, if people want to um, get in touch with any of our partners, they can get in touch with our Wellspring team. So all of our staff team can signpost you on, our leadership team can signpost you on. So if you're listening to this and you know a, a Wellspring staff or leadership team member, feel free to get in touch with us and we will pass you on or go via our website. So I've heard this podcast, connect me please. Um, and we would be delighted to do that. Before we do finish, I would actually just like to pray for the One YMCA. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence here as we're recording this. Thank you for your presence with the people who are listening to this. Thank you for your presence at the One YMCA um, with all of the people who are working there, whether in voluntary or staff capacity, and all the people who are living or benefiting from the services provided there. And Lord, we simply come to you and ask Holy Spirit that you would come in power as your word said, that all may have life and have it to the full, whether it's volunteers, staff or service providers, users, suppliers, may your life come by the power of your spirit and the presence of your spirit that everyone would have life to the full. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.